0: It takes more than aliasing your shell script aliases to be a great engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering, episode 283. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast for software developers about all the non-technical stuff that is required, but that won't help you with aliasing your
1: shell scripts. Which I just found out works in ZSH (laughs) while doing show prep. Uh, I I just wanted to type some code again. It's been too long. And well, let me well let me let me describe the code I typed to test this. Okay. I made an alias echo with two E's, and that was alias to echoing the string beans. And then I made another <laughs> alias that was echo, but there's an underscore between the E and the rest of the word. And that was alias to echo with two E's. So that's like the level of technical depth that my brain is operating at now.
0: Okay, um, well that that's impressive, I guess.
1: Ask me all your architecture questions. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> While you were talking, I just aliased six deep in Bash. So can confirm. Okay. There's got to be a limit somewhere, right? Uh, undoubtedly. Because can you imagine like traversing millions of aliens? Oh, actually, no. Maybe at alias creation time, the shell, the shell
1: figures out the destination and just saves that and skips all the middle steps. We need someone who remembers when Unix cost money from AT&T to tell us how this works.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Probably K or R, one of those two. (laughs) Well, I think we can only get one of them. Oh, did one pass away? I'm pretty sure. What's his name? Richie? Yeah, Rich Carnegie and Richie. K and R. Yeah, I think the R guy passed away. I think Richie passed away. Dennis Ritchie, didn't he?
0: Well, I'll tell you, I've seen some just amazing YouTube videos recently from K. I don't want to say the last name again because I think I said it wrong. About like the origin of grep and the origin of a, just a bunch of very interesting stories,
1: and I really enjoyed it. I said Kernighan. It's Kernigan, is that right? I don't know. He's between seventy-eight and seventy-nine years old. So if you get it wrong and he tries to fight you, you would win. <laughs> So it doesn't matter.
0: You're giving me a lot of credit. This guy worked on Unix. <laughs> That's true. And I think yeah, he used Emacs, which means he has very strong hands. <laughs>
1: we we assume he'll be fighting with mere physical tools. Right.
0: <laughs> okay. Would you like to thank our patrons, Jameson?
1: I would love to. Thank you so much to Andrew Pollock, the Yeet Your Job podcast, Avery Sturtzel, Ian Walker, and... Aaron Duna, Coshocton, Ohio, Cameron Hall, Ira Chan, Monkey Face Emoji, Jonathan King, TestingIsDocumenting.org, FizzBuzz Influencer, Dapo Fadier, Karen Sveinson Will Angel, Ragnar Harrison, Nick Hathaway, Travis Sanders, Dennis Bogdanov, Braden Keynes, John Grant, iBot, Winrar, Nick Cantar, and Philip John Basile. Thank you so much. You you help keep the show going, and that helps keep me going. It does. In
0: turn. If you stop supporting the show, Jameson will also just stop.
1: <laughs> It's scary. <laughs> yeah, so we better keep doing this show so people keep supporting us. Do you want to keep uh, keep on by asking the first question? Yes, I do. Okay, this comes from an anonymous listener who
0: says, "Jealousy, as bad as it is, it still happens." I started working at a startup. I was first. I was the first employed programmer here. Within the first year of my work there, a colleague from my previous company asked me if it's okay with me if they come work for the same startup as me since i strive to be a good person and friend i answered yes but deep down i knew it was a bad idea and what i was thinking would happen happened so a few years passed in the same company and my friend got promoted higher than me into a position that i wanted the company is kind of small and there is no room for more positions like this tech lead so now i live with jealousy each time I see their title, I'm reminded of it, and I don't know what to do. I'm even thinking about just leaving the company and never work with friends again. Oh. <laughs>
1: huh. I appreciate that jealousy is capitalized in this question, like it's a proper noun. <laughs> it makes it feel like a, like a mythical concept, or I don't know. They asked me if it's okay if they come work at the same startup. That seems weird. I'm trying to figure out why that seems weird to me. Weird to ask permission? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just say,
0: "I'm coming to work with you"?
1: Yeah. <laughs> good news. You know why? Good news. I'm your boss. <laughs> yeah. So so they joined at the same or similar-ish levels. It sounds like there wasn't a hierarchy, and now there is. I could see that being weird. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, although I I work with a person right now who's previous manager was their best friend and they said it was awesome so maybe it depends on the relationship i I could see it making it hard to be friends still if i mean i don't know how do you have a a tricky feedback conversation with somebody about their their work performance and then go i don't know whittle together or something afterwards i strive to be a good person so i answered yes yeah, this is just weird to me. It feels like it feels like the question asker suspected something but mm. let it happen anyways instead of like yeah, a friend came to work with me and now they're my boss and I'm jealous because I wanted that job. That yeah. feels like more straightforward, but the the thing about the way it started feels like maybe they they were worried this was going to happen. I don't know. Have they maybe it's one of those friendships where uh you're kind of frenemies. Ah. Uh. Or it, like if you were in grade school, this person would come and give you noogies all the time and say, "What's up, buddy?" In a very like, condescending uh, way. You're like, "Hey, yeah. hey, I love yeah. those noogies." Yeah, yeah, buddy. Buddy is a good name for a peer on equal standing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a
0: situation where the question asker thought, "Uh oh, this person is way smarter and way better than me." <laughs> I don't want I don't want that kind of competition hanging around
1: and then yeah. sure enough, boom. What's that Steve Jobs quote about hiring? Didn't he say something about how uh A players hire other higher other A players and B players hire C players? Ah. Sounds like a kind of ruthless Steve Jobs thing to say. It does. <laughs> it does. You've proved him wrong if this is true cuz maybe you're a yeah. B player and you hired an <laughs> A player. So, take that. That's, that's kind of mean, but
0: you know, Duncan on Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah. All it takes is one
1: counterexample. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and the curse is broken, and he will not rise again to right. smash <laughs> all your Android devices by the light of the full moon, as as would have happened. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like I'm going to ignore the the like what happened before situation, and maybe just deal with because uh, I that. I feel like there's more there that I cannot um just come up with on the spot. Yeah. So how do you, how do you deal with jealousy? Uh-huh. Where maybe it's at the same company. Well, has this ever happened to you first of all? Have you ever started as a peer with someone and then they've they've kind of risen above you in position somehow? No, Jameson, how dare you ask that question? <laughs> obviously. Obviously I'm the one that rises i that was exactly what was going through my head when I was asking that. No, Dave, you've probably done this to a lot of people on a on a ladder of
0: skulls <laughs>
1: a career ladder composed entirely of the rib cages of my enemies. <laughs> Thanks for extending the hand of friendship. I'll step my boot on it to boost myself <laughs> <Exactly>. higher up. <laughs> uh, uh, I know I, I can't say I have direct
0: experience with this, and it, well, one of the very fortunate aspects of my professional career is that I've always been part of companies that are growing, which means that there's never a a scarce position. You know, for leadership hmm. roles abound, and, and usually, yeah. usually in the companies I've been at, there are actually more leadership needs than there are people willing to fill those needs. And so, yeah. like I remember, maybe five, six, seven, oh boy, eight years ago, I, uh, <laughs> oh boy, I, there was a a major management gap at my company. In the engineering department. And and uh, we had tried a few different people that hadn't worked out from outside. And I knew, I just knew, like, the person that's going to be successful in this role is someone who's been here for a while, who has a lot of technical experience with our systems and company. And so I went into my boss and I said, look, I will take a hit and be the manager for this team. <laughs> yes, yeah. And it was like, so it, it was the totally opposite situation of what's being described here. It's like no one else wanted that job. And I knew it. So I took the bullet.
1: It is that is very different in a culture of abundance that you described. I have worked in both kinds of cultures where there are there are there's more responsibility that needs an owner than than people and I've worked in places where there's a a ladder and it's a tree and so the number of nodes at each level decreases logarithmically and so there's a lot of people fighting yeah. no matter what level you're at there's a bunch of people ahead of you or and, at your same level. And not uh, to
0: nitpick, but the number of nodes decreases exponentially. Ah, crud. You're right. Logarithmically would be bad. Logarithmically would be great. There'd be a lot of positions <laughs> if you well, want them. I guess it depends yeah, on whether I mean, you want to move into leadership.
1: Yeah. Good news. We have 7,000 CEOs. <laughs> <laughs> and only 8,000 total people in the company. Yeah. What was my point, though, before I uh, the abundance before I was helpfully uh, corrected? Oh, yeah. The yeah. abundance thing.
0: Oh, helpfully Uh, corrective was
1: a really nice way of describing what I just did to you. (laughs) (laughs) It was helpful. Um, Yeah, so if if you're at a startup and the startup is successful, I think the point you're sort of making is just wait and more leadership opportunities will show up, kind of, right? Well, I'm
0: saying that this person appears to be not as lucky as I have been where leadership opportunities
1: are bound. Mm. Yeah, I guess not every startup becomes the, the VC rocket ship startup. Right, right, right. Exactly. Each time I see their title, I'm reminded of it and don't know what to do. I mean, this is a this is like
0: one of life's biggest questions, right? How do I cope with knowing that other people have more than me
1: or have what I want and I don't have it? I, I have professional advice and, and deep personal failing around this. So my professional <laughs> advice is if there's a thing you want, you should talk about it and try to achieve it. If you want to become a technical lead... Talk to your friend about how they did it, say, Hey, I wanna I wanna learn from this. I wanna get into this role. Oh, well, that's smart. The more people know that you would like to be a tech lead and can give you feedback of you're doing it, you're not doing it, here's what you should do if you wanna angle for that role. I think the the more likely you will be to get it.
0: Yeah. And, that, and that's a good point. I wouldn't give up hope, and and I do want to get to your deep personal failings. But can we can I comment on that real quick on the professional? Oh trend? please, it's it is very challenging and very unusual for people to jump to a new company from a non lead role into a lead role, and so you are more likely to achieve technical lead if that's what you're interested in by staying at your current company, or by quitting another company and then kind of restarting the process. You know, mm. so so that is you are in a bit of a precarious situation.
1: Yeah, um, so deep personal failing. Uh, Yeah, yeah, this is rough for me. I, I I have a really hard time being envious of people, and especially people in my peer group. I guess I don't know. Most people do, probably to some extent, but but uh, I have to like not think about it, or I get all stressed out. That's your solution. solution, Well, don't think about it. I mean, there there are a few solutions. No friends is one solution, right? Because then nobody to be jealous of. Can't be jealous of these strangers they don't know Mm -hmm. that's my solution i don't have any others i said one solution because there's only one solution okay no i don't know i don't know what the solution is besides not care about it as much but that's easy to say and hard to do yeah yeah especially if it's at work i i don't think i've had work jealousy I've, i've had a few instances of i don't know that that person deserves it And maybe there's a part of it that thinks like, and maybe I do, but I think the bigger part of that feeling has been, they actually, they don't deserve it. It's like an injustice that you observe. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a, some, some former coworkers who I look at their titles on LinkedIn. Now I'm like, just shake my head. Not, (laughs) not that I want the title that they have now, but just. You don't think they deserve it. What on earth happened there? (laughs) You know?
0: (laughs) And that's a really good, that's a really good point. Where do you go with that?
1: Hmm. I don't know. Chalk it up to me being wrong a lot. Wait, what? No, just just if maybe my judgment was wrong, you know, okay. or maybe they have grown since last time I interacted oh, with gotcha. them. Or gotcha. Or They're in a different role now that plays better to their strengths than when we worked together, or something. Or maybe they went
0: to the top of some mountain and got enlightened, and came
1: back down. Now they're yeah.
0: a tech. Now they're a tech lead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they have compromising information on key individuals in the company
0: <laughs> here's another idea that might help calm your spirit a little bit which is that being a tech lead actually kind of sucks you know? <laughs> oh
1: i love that <laughs> you laugh are you laughing because it's true no it's so true yeah i'm like yeah it's like you, you probably have so a perfect you probably
0: have a great job writing code Without the burden of worrying about everyone else's code and worrying that you know you you haven't, I mean, ah, uh, being in leadership in engineering is hard. It's a very different job. And I think, I don't know why this is, but in many other careers, other professions, there is this very strong desire to move up into management. As if doing the job that you do every day is so crappy that you just want to be in charge of the people who have to do that job every day, so you don't have to do that job anymore. Most most of the developers that I know, they love their job. And they're like, I don't want to be in management because then I wouldn't get to do this as much and I have to worry about all this stuff that frankly I don't want to worry about like oh I gave instructions but they got misinterpreted now I got to go clear that up or uh, so and so is disgruntled at work and now I got to go like I got to go work on this problem of helping them become gruntled at work Yes. (laughs) and it's like some people love that I love that I love working on that but a lot of developers don't so I mean that's maybe the cure
1: here is uh, what you want may not actually be that great that's such a good point about developers moving into management often having to give up something they really really like. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not true about other maybe that's true about other roles as well, but I yeah, I I don't know if it is or not. I I think I share your perception of sometimes it's it's more fun to be in charge of the call center than to be a call center employee.
0: Uh yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> that sounds better. I can go
1: sit in my office
0: and throw darts and watch, you know, watch music videos on MTV. Yeah, a little throwback for you.
1: <laughs> you thought I was gonna say Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's kind of be mindful of the the good times you're in right now. Yeah. Think of all the problems you don't have to deal with. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just ask your friend, hey, what's a really what's 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 a big problem you have to deal with? And then they tell you and you say, huh. And then you just walk away and, and go back <laughs> to writing your code. <laughs>
0: And if they say, I don't have a lot of problems, you can become the problem.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Look, you are in a
0: perfect position to punish this individual for taking your job by becoming yeah. a huge pain in the butt.
1: Yeah. So congratulations. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> drive them out. There you go. Might It might drive you out, but, you know. Yeah. It's sort of like the plot of The Parent Trap, except without the twins part. <laughs> you just have to... I don't know. Put honey on their keyboards so their fingers get all sticky, or something.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, it's a t- it's a tough one.
1: <laughs> Imagine a professional feedback conversation with between a uh, like a report and a manager, where the manager is trying to give the feedback that please do not like tie a string across my chair wheels so that it falls over when I <laughs> try and scoot my chair back. <laughs> the situation was I was trying to roll backwards. Your behavior was, you set a booby <laughs> trap. And the impact was, now I have back pain. The impact was, my head against the wall.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: How would you react differently in that situation? Do a better job next time. Let's role play. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to
0: give you some string, and you're not going to put it on my chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. All right, well, I got nothing else for this question. What do you have?
0: it is i will i will just summarize by saying it's tough you can't change the past you made a decision a few years ago to let this friend in make the best of it now if becoming a tech lead is really really important to you take steps from where you are today to get there but temper that with the fact that being a tech lead might not be everything you think it is so definitely chat with some people who are in the job first like your friend yep all right jameson you want to read our next one
1: i do This is from an anonymous listener who asks, I have been doing software development for around seven years now, and in recent times, I've lost enthusiasm to write code at work. I mostly feel bored and tired. I have no other marketable skill, and talking to people usually exhausts me, so moving into a management path is not an option. Honestly, I feel like these days I am at work just for the money. I love the money, no complaints about it, and I want to make more of it. How can I still be relevant and valuable, even if I'm completely bored and waking up to work feels like work in and of itself these days p.s i have already tried quitting my job and that didn't help now i am at my new job six months in and i feel bored already
0: oh man hmm.
1: no i can relate
0: to the no other marketable skill thing <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that a lot like if there's an yeah. apocalypse
1: jamison and i are useless yeah i i do think about that a lot i have made steps to, re- to resolve that recently um i started watching youtube videos there's this channel called primitive technology ideas and it's these it looks like they're in southeast asia somewhere like the philippines or somewhere like that oh it's yeah it's people that just got into the jungle and they take a rock and then they build like a castle starting yeah, from a yeah. rock it's like it's like real life minecraft i uh, yeah um, <laughs> that's a great way to i've seen those videos they're yeah, fascinating so I, I watch that and think yeah i could do all that yeah you're good um, <laughs> yeah so fully trained i'm a, yeah, passively absorbing that knowledge of what trees are not going to poison me if I try and squeeze the leaves <laughs> to get water out of them. Yeah, I got it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um, so if 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 I need to do Minecraft in real life in in like yeah in the Philippines, then you're ready. I have a bit of preparation for it. Yes, <laughs> you're one step ahead of everyone else. There. Okay. There was this one video I was watching it with my daughter and. I don't know how to describe it. It felt so tense watching what he would do in real time. We saw him find these chicken eggs. And I thought, oh, awesome. He's going to roast them. And he didn't. And then he went back and set a trap to catch the chicken. And I thought, oh, he's going to kill the chicken and eat it. And he didn't. And he built a chicken cage and then like had the chicken hatch the eggs and grew up a bunch of chickens. And so I he, thought, he domesticated I would have them. died. Yeah. yeah. I, I, would have, I would have just tried would to have, eat the eggs yeah. and died a day later because I wouldn't right. have any food. <laughs>
0: Well you know what they say, Jameson. Give a man an
1: egg, feed him for a day. <laughs>
0: T- teach a man to capture and domesticate chickens, feed him for life.
1: <laughs> that is what this person demonstrated. Uh yeah, so I, I don't relate anymore. I okay. do have other markets. You discourse. are now
0: you are now fully trained for the apocalypse. Got it.
1: Yes. Yep, got it. So you already tried quitting your job. Maybe you just need to quit your job a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever turned something off and on again once and it didn't work, and then you did it twice and it worked?
0: Yeah, like when you reverse the USB plug twice. Oh, in yeah, seconds, yeah, yeah, The third time it yeah, works. Yeah, like,
1: that's true. That that's probably what's happening here. Universal principle. <laughs> my, I saw my two-year-old son discover that principle in real time. He just oh tried to plug it in it didn't work flipped it over tried again and then plugged it in again but he didn't know that that was weird he just thought oh this is the ritual i have to do right three times and then it's in (laughs) yeah that's fine no stranger than all these other things going on i don't understand yeah that's true i also don't understand where food comes from but whatever (laughs) Those and those are at the same level of importance in my life (laughs) plugging in the usb cable and food (laughs) yeah exactly what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, you were saying quit, quit, quit three more times. times. That, yep. That's what you we were saying. Okay, yeah, obviously a good idea. This, this honestly, feels like I love the money. No complaints about it. Yeah, there is drying our eyes, you know, tiniest violin, wiping our tears with money. Sad first world problems. That is a one of the downsides of being in software engineering. Is if you switch careers, you'll probably take a giant pay cut. And often switching careers is something people do to find more meaning and value out of their career. But it, yeah, it, it can make your life worse or at least be harder to contemplate if you're trying to say, well, how do I how do I get by with like fifty percent less income to do forestry or whatever the other thing I want right. to do is right. so there's a bit of a, a bit of a golden handcuffs thing, I feel that. For sure. Especially
0: as the question asker says, I want
1: more money. Yeah. Probably not quitting your career and starting over in a different field is certainly not the short term way to more money. And and unless it's like investment banking <laughs> and you have several years of 100 hour work weeks in you, then probably not ever going to result in more money long term. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have felt this at
0: acute points in my career a couple of different times where I felt for me, the way it manifested was, oh my gosh, I've solved all these problems so many different ways. So many times, like, oh, you need a new RESTful API that lets you create new resources and then update them and delete them and <laughs> list them. Oh, I can do that in a few days, I guess. You know, it's like, oh, man. I, that was the one that really got me, is like, I'm doing this again. Um, yeah. And uh, and it was time-consuming, and it just felt like, it felt like I was carrying a lot of weight to just do these trivial programming tasks. And by the way, I still couldn't estimate how long they would take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it still took you a month but yeah. <laughs> it was boring that whole time.
0: Right. And I think I think different people have different ways to cure burnout but this is definitely burnout. I mean this is like yeah, that's a textbook good point. Yeah, this is
1: classic burnout.
0: I we should I guess we should have said that sooner. <laughs> yeah, but this you are burned out 100%. This is a professional diagnosis from an actual space doctor on programming burnout. Um <laughs> and I look back at those times, like the first time that hit me was uh, around seven or eight years ago, uh, and I'm like fully unburned out now. So there is there is light on the other side of the burnout tunnel, just that so that's a good thing to know is that there is hope. For me, the burnout cure is massive change in my profession. One way that that manifested was uh, moving moving across the country to take a new job that was in a totally new place and a completely new culture. So like a hundred percent turnover in everything I thought I knew about software development, all new tools, all new languages, new place to live. And, uh, everything was just so new and exciting that worked for me. That doesn't work for a lot of people, but I love like total life reboot.
1: So that really worked for me, but you got to find something that works for you. Do you know anyone who has been burnt out and didn't, uh, they they kind of got through it without big life changes, like changing their job or their, or their career or something like that? You know, I don't know. I only, I have a
0: sample bias here because I think I only hear about the people who make big life changes because they write blog posts about it,
1: you know? Yeah, no one, yeah, that's a good point. No one says I was really burnt out and then I waited and then I just kept, I just kept doing my job and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, <I'm> fine. <laughs> um, that probably happens. All right. Yeah, it probably does. I think, okay. So I've definitely been burnt out and quitting my job has solved it, but you said this didn't solve it for you. I have also been burnt out and I'm trying to think what I I don't think I have a distilled list of steps that I did to fix it without quitting my job. But I know mm-hmm. it happened because I remember being burnt out and then unburnt out again at the same job. Yes, at the same job. Oh, I know it happened. There was massive change within at my same job. That you didn't so I initiate? guess that's kind of cheating. Yeah, I didn't initiate it. I just got a, a different boss and different org and a bunch of different responsibilities, and and that was exciting in the way that, um, like, having to jump off a tall cliff into the water is exciting. Where you're you're not bored anymore. <laughs> you're, t- you're hoping you can pull it off. So that helped. Can you arrange for your your like VP to get fired?
0: So you can be the VP? Yeah. Is well, that what no, saying?
1: just kind of have it have it trickle down, you know. Some new VP comes in, and then they they have to change a bunch of stuff, because otherwise, what are they doing there? Right, what's the point of... Right, okay. Yeah, how how do they provide value fit, if not by coming in and changing all the old systems into their new preferred systems? This is like the ultimate job crafting, but it's like dice rolling <laughs> and high stakes. <laughs>
0: and And yeah, you might That's destroy true. the career of someone, but you know... At least you're not burned out
1: anymore. Yeah, that would be very engaging. (laughs) Could make a movie about that. That's Yeah, high stakes are engaging. I love the money and I want to make more of it. So I want to make more of it. I wonder if there's something there uh, uh, that is also linked to the quit your job again thing, where in these unprecedented times where it doesn't mean just COVID, it means also software engineer hiring market is even more wild than I've seen it ever. Uh, mm-hmm. So you probably can make more money even if it's only been six months if you quit and do something else. I know I know you just did that, but it's possible that there is a challenging domain out there that will pay you more money that will get you less bored. I, I remember very distinctly this feeling of I do not care at all about JavaScript frameworks and whatever stupid new tool is going to dramatically alter my workflow in a worse way now and just just (laughs) dramatically make my work
0: worse (laughs) cynicism
1: about about the state of uh front end development and and my excitement to work on it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that just kind of went away over time without me deliberately addressing it. Um I kind of stepped away from it for a bit and then uh, I guess I from that technical domain in particular you mean? Yeah, and then I've come back and I don't feel the same exhaustion. Mm. I'm also a little bit less engaged than I was though I was I was very into keeping up with all of the things and now yeah. now I let other people keep up with all the things and keep up with the people who distill the things right. I don't think that's helpful advice for you though
0: Well, I, I think that's helpful. I'll tell you I uh, had a similar experience. Some time ago, I transitioned my my focus of caring, away from the technology, and toward what my business or team was trying to accomplish. And that really that really changed me. You know, It was like, I care more about our customers. I care more about the other teams we're serving. I care more about the objective, the mission that we're going for. And it was like, I took satisfaction in accomplishing that mission. Uh, and I've, I've really focused on that over the last maybe four or five years. That that's been very helpful because then things that are repetitive don't feel meaningless and boring mm, because they're all... Moving, moving
1: something larger along. Exactly. a movement, That's exactly the right way to put it. I mean, the classic cure everyone gives for burnout or the classic advice is always take vacation, take a break of some kind. Yep. I feel like I've seen about a 50-50 chance of that resulting in... Um, people coming back less burnt out or coming back with the realization that I've got to get out of here. Right. <laughs> uh, but, but again, true. I mean, that's a, that could be a cure for burnout as well. Just if you're trying to stay working with that person, it's not the cure you want.
0: I know someone who every six or seven years takes like a 12-week sabbatical. Usually like they save up a bunch of money and they're between jobs. They quit their job. They take a few months off and they just totally get off the technology grid. They reconnect with friends and family and they focus totally on that. And they always come back with a new perspective. And, and usually very substantial professional changes too. Like they might change the role that they want to go after. They change the domain they're working yeah. in, change the industry. The one person I know has done this three times. Well, wait. No, two times, three Segments so fence post error, you know three okay. segments of fence and two fence posts. Got it. I I really envy that. I think that's great. Uh, I think you, you're taking a little time away from the day to day noise will really help to learn what's actually important in your life. And for what it's worth, I've never done this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds really useful. And can I just ask your friend what they learned and then do that, and then I don't have to. Right. Then you don't have to take the time off. Do all the hard part. Right. I just. Hey can you give me your your like the formula yeah, like your feats of or you, that's the wrong word please deliver distill to me the insight and realizations you have had in a in a helpful executive summary right And I will <laughs> act upon that <laughs> yeah I think there's some some developer specific burnout things or maybe work specific things uh, i no sources as is traditional I feel like I've read this somewhere but i'll have to try and dig it up there's something about like control over your environment where Mm -hmm. if you uh, and and impact of your work if you if you are doing work that doesn't matter and no one seems to care that makes it harder to to avoid burnout if you have very low autonomy that also makes it harder if you're not shipping or delivering stuff then it can be easier to burn out and all those things can combine into the low autonomy never ship no impact yeah kind of little swirling mess of of bad things. So you can try and look at, are there specific circumstances at your current job that are making it worse? Or does this follow you in between jobs? Yeah. The Mayo Clinic has a book called Strategies to Reduce Burnout. I'm just Googling burnout stuff. It looks like a business course textbook or something. So probably read that and it'll tell you. Perfect. (laughs) Link in the show notes. We'll get a commission on every sale. Yes, fractions of a penny if yeah it, hey if you don't want to be a patreon subscriber buy a thousand copies of this book <laughs> with our affiliate code <laughs> instead <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: maybe we're struggling to. i don't know i'm gonna conclude that we're struggling to answer this question because i think burnout is deeply personal and also there are not actually really good answers there's not like a pill or a course where boom not burned out
1: yeah the, the worrying thing about that to me is I'm not burnt out right now. I have been in the past. I might be again in the future. What do I do about it? I, if I feel like I haven't solved it, it's, it's probably ahead of me at some point. Yeah, and it is. I want to have the solution so I know here's, here's the process I'll use to unburn myself out. I will tune up the machine and it will keep operating well. That will come in episode 350
0: when we get to that point in your next
1: burnout phase. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to add a note to our our tracking board to look at episode 350. Okay. (laughs) See how prophetic this is. Got it. I'm going to add episode 350 already. Right. Oh, gosh. It's going to screw up a lot of systems. (laughs) Oh, is it? I don't know. (laughs) I'm just teasing. Undoubtedly. Is Jameson burned... Burnt out or burned out? Burninated out, I think, is the correct word. Burninated out, like Dave said in episode 283
0: all right okay we're good good to go and with that question answered a year and a half (laughs) from now
1: (laughs) yes what could people do if they want their own questions answered maybe even in the upcoming episode 350 (laughs) the burnout one yeah go to soft skills.audio and click the ask a question button if you have a
0: particular week you want the question to be answered just put in a number (laughs) for the episode there
1: (laughs) and thank you so much to everyone who submits questions we love all of them Thank you. You keep the show going, and so we will keep going. We'll catch you next week.